Welcome to Bad Movie Brunch with me, Luke, here in Chicago. And me, Katie, here in Los Angeles. And I'm joined, once again, returning guest to the show is my fiance, Taylor Shepard. Yay! Woohoo! Thanks for having me back. Also an actress and a star, and I didn't mean to be so possessive. Like, you know, you yeah, know I'm also just a person who... Yeah, my fiance. <laughs> I, just, I just, me. Most importantly, yeah. Strawberry's friend. Yeah, Katie, Katie, <laughs> Katie Strawberry Girl Singer's friend. That's the only Good possessive stuff. I want. Awesome. Kate, Katie, have you watched yes. anything cool lately? I have to know. I, uh, okay, so I watched The Goldfinch this weekend. <gasps> Oh, okay all right i'm very interested to hear i don't know why i have like i don't know why i'm laughing about the goldfinch but i have like i have like surprisingly negative thoughts about it was it good um mm. so i went through a whole thing with the goldfinch you guys i saw that trailer and i was like i sure would like to see that movie but i feel like i can't do that without understanding the book first so I got the book on audio to listen to <laughs> while I drive around Los Angeles. And in one week, I consumed over 32 hours of The Goldfinch. <laughs> and, yeah, man, I, I spent a lot of time in my car. Well, no, that part makes sense. I love that part. I'm just thinking about <laughs> you driving around in, like, the horrible L.A. traffic for, like, <laughs> you like, driving a mile and it takes a half hour listening to The Goldfinch. And I'm just like, oh, fuck, man, that sounds like, a, like an experience. So I have a lot of mixed feelings about the book, and it... What's the premise? uh, The premise is that there's this uh, young boy, Theo Decker, and he's at this museum with his mother when there's a uh, terrorist attack. Western white, white, excuse me, right-wing terrorists. And uh, so many people die in in the explosion, including his mother. And in the chaos, he grabs this painting, the goldfish, kind of to remember her by. And he's also also being egged on by this man who he's there for at his last moments. And it's about his journey through keeping this painting secret, bouncing from place to place. Uh, He ends up with his deadbeat dad in uh, Las Vegas at one point, who's played by Luke Wilson. All right. Yeah. And um, so it's weird he also gets a, a Ukrainian best friend who introduces him to a lot of drugs named Boris, who is played by no. uh, Finn Wolfhard, Mike from Stranger Things. <laughs> it, who, it chapter two, Finn Wolfhard. Indeed. Who, uh, God bless him, he's a good actor, but he could not have done that Ukrainian accent to save his goddamn life. No. He grows up to be Bill Hader, man. Yeah. I mean, who oh. wouldn't Bill want Hader that? Bill Hader could have done that accent. Bill mm-hmm. Hader should have played this character in... <laughs> In the Goldfinch. It, and, you know, I, I don't find many of the characters likable. There's a lot of, like, weird romance stuff. But, you know, Ooh. I couldn't put it down. I, I definitely consumed all of it. I looked at Erica and was like, I, I must see this film. And she went with me, and we both enjoyed it. It's just, it's... Oh, good. Because it's, it's, um, it's really different in the sense that it can, as, you know, a movie, it has to condense a lot of the stuff. So there's a lot of, like, pacing problems, and it jumps around in time to get to the crime faster, because that was my problem with the book initially, was that I was told that it eventually, like, Theo's 
drama eventually leads him to crime. And I was like, when is the crime going to happen? And like the last <laughs> four hours crime. of the book. So it's 32 30 hours. And the last. Later. Yeah, exactly. And the, the last four hours or so of the book, the crime really ramps up. And I'm like, oh, God, there's the crime. So the movie tried to remedy this by introducing it a little bit earlier, but like it's it's confusing. I don't know when I'll see the Goldfinch, so spoiler, spoiler, spoilers to the listeners. I have to know what the crime is. The the crime is uh, furniture forgery, and uh, using the Goldfinch itself as collateral for drug deals. I I have mixed feelings. I mean, I came away from it being. Like, like, it's so nice to spend so long with a book and then to be able to see the characters faithfully portrayed. And I do think a lot of the acting was really good. And I think that they did what they could with the story. There were certain things that I felt less moved by in the movie and some character motivation. Because you just don't have time. Because it's like this very long book that spans... 32 from... hours. <laughs> yeah, man. It's very long. And uh, so there are some things missed in translation. But sure. there are... I mean, Jeffrey Wright is in it. Jeffrey Wright is great. He plays uh, his, like, mentor in furniture, and that's cool. And it's it's an interesting... See, I have problems when it comes to stuff, and this movie is about stuff. Like, the preserving of art and beauty and antiques and old things, and I think that that appeals to a certain kind of person, but I... I had the same thing when I read Crazy Rich Asians. Like that, like, that book spent a lot of time ruminating on a lot of, like, fancy things. And I was just like, can we just skip this? Because that's the thing about, the I think... relationships. Yeah, because I, I think that that's the thing about um, being a screenwriter that's weird about going back to books is that your instinct is to be like, okay, cut all of this, and let's just get to the action. And... Mm. Um, so I, I struggled with the pacing, but I... Do you think it would have been better as a limited series? I'm like... Mm. Absolutely. Video. Absolutely. Everything and I, these days should be. I, I also read an interview with somebody who had thought that as well, that there was so much cut in trying to make this into a film that it would have served better as a limited series. So, yes, I do think that it would have done interview. better that way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I watched... A, a, a West a modern day Western uh, well that a, a Western made in the modern day but set in Western times mm-hmm. uh, it was the kid uh, it's oh. directed by directed by Vincent D'Onofrio really um, yes and it's starring uh, Ethan Hawke um, as a, as like a, a sheriff law dog type Dane mm-hmm. DeHaan as Billy the kid Oh, and like Luke, yeah. this is I can understand how this appealed to you. It's my movie. <laughs> like, so like I'm like I'm like freaking out and uh and so the plot is basically like I'll set it up and I won't spoil the whole thing, but basically mm-hmm. starts off with these uh these two kids. Oh, Chris Pratt's the the, the evil uncle. Um Oh, cool. Yeah, it's insane. Uh so the, this kids like these kids are living in like uh like old west like New Mexico, era, you know what I mean? Uh westerny times. Um, and uh, their mom is getting, like, beaten by their dad, like, mm-hmm. brutally. And, like, to the point, like, beaten to death. And so the oh, kid, God. like, uh, like, I know, the movie gets really fucked up. Uh, and so, like, the kid, like, go like, busts in this little boy, and he, like, uh, does, he, like, shoots his dad and kills him. And, uh, Chris Pratt's his brother, and he comes and is like, what, what the hell did y'all do? And yada yada. Uh, and, uh, so he's about to, like, 
I don't know. Flip out. So they, the, the boy and the girl escape, and uh, they're, like, you know, running away as, as, as far as they can, and they, like, end up basically stumbling upon Billy the Kid uh, and Dane DeHaan giving, turning in, in my opinion, the most riveting performance of his entire career. Nice. Uh, like, I mean, holy shit, this is a, this is a benchmark. I, it's, like... He should be doing stuff like this. It's like it's like when Dane DeHaan was like uh, he was in that movie with Pattinson, Life, uh, where he was playing James Dean. It's like give me that Dane DeHaan. We don't need, I don't mm-hmm. need him in mainstream uh, movies if he's doing this shit. Um, and uh, yeah, and so that happens, and then they fall in with, with Billy the Kid, and Ethan Hawke's like this law dog who used to be friends with Billy the Kid, who's like hunting him down, and you can fill in the rest from there. Uh, it's 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 fantastic. Um, so check it out sometime. Um, Good stuff. Uh, what are we, what, what are we talking about this week? Today we're talking about the 2015 masterpiece, The A-List. <laughs> masterpiece, uh, has, it takes on many forms. It sure uh, does. The, the, the term doesn't always mean good. No, uh, no, no, no. <laughs> Not at all. Not in this case. So, okay, let me give you some background. So, I have this friend, Schwartz, that I've known since high school. And Schwartz recently moved to Los Angeles, and we've been having bad movie nights. And uh, she whoa, brought... Whoa, whoa, whoa. I know, Who's this I know. guy? Schwartz? <laughs> yeah. What, you want to you take my job? You want to be on the podcast? <laughs> What's up? Okay, so down there. <laughs> but, Continue. um... She... She is, uh... More... Adv- I used to be more adventurous when it came to my bad movie watching... Like, these days, uh, because I have more limited time, I'm a bit more careful about what I watch. But, uh... You've gotten safe. You've gotten I soft. know, I've gotten, I've gotten soft. But she brought this one to the table after just picking it randomly off of Amazon. And I'm so glad she did. We had a hell of a time watching it together. I think I laughed so hard I cried. It's so bad. <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's a... It's incredible. It's, um, like, I think she described it as a high school musical, but, like, way dumber. And, uh, oh, God, like, the stakes and just the popularity contest of it all. And I, it's, it's so inappropriate at times. Yes. And incomprehensible. Like, character motivations don't make any sense. The counselor should have been fired about, like, eight different times throughout <laughs> this film. And, uh... Do you guys want to give a brief summary of it? <laughs> well, well, almost like I feel as though I would wish that this was just a bad parody. Like, mm-hmm. I wish that, that it's so bad at sometimes. And I'm like, is this purposeful? Is the man who wrote this, did he just, like, realize what he was doing? And he's mm-hmm. like, oh, man, high school dramas are so crazy. And, like, what people do, it is ridiculous. And so then I was like, oh, maybe he tried to make this C-list movie and and magically make us all realize how bad teen dramas are. In a world where you actually could think that through, mm-hmm. I would say that that's what he did. But I know he didn't. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, so basically you have, you have a movie where um, a guidance counselor, it starts off in the past, uh, this, this unpopular girl... Uh, wants to she's she's got this list she's got her own list of things that she wants to accomplish and one of them is date the quarterback and so uh her list gets snatched by this classic mean what which to say she only puts him on the list from like seeing him from afar sitting down at a table like that's when we see her writing on the list 
There's no other motivation. And it's like, well, can't get much more superficial than that. Yeah. Um, and so the list gets snatched by a mean girl uh, who's uh, actually dating the quarterback. And, uh, you know, she becomes like this, like, big laughing stock, yada, yada. We cut forward to the future. And there's this list, the A-list, which is like a social media thing uh, going on at the same high school where this unpopular girl is now the grown-up guidance counselor. Um, which, red flag. Very, very... Un- unhinged and, and, and maladjusted guidance counselor mm-hmm. um, uh, in a movie chock full of adults like that, which is, you know, also perhaps a commentary. Maybe this movie's smart. We'll get there. Um, hmm. But <laughs> <laughs> hang on, guys. Um, no, uh, this uh, movie is the room of teenage drama. Oh, that's it's not, so that, you're good. You're not far off there. Um, <laughs> and so uh, there's this, this social media thing, which is like the top 100 people, which was very reminiscent of like top eight and stuff in the myspace days in my opinion mm-hmm. like that's what i was thinking of. i think it's very gossip girly um, or sure i didn't i didn't watch it but the uh uh and everybody is clamoring to be in the top 100 especially the top 10 of uh of this a-list and you're the most popular people in school and those people that are in the in the fold and the top 10 and stuff are are revered they're looked up and worshipped upon as if they were gods but um that's the only source of like uh, interest like if you, if you're not on the list yeah you're you're unenviable that sort of thing mm-hmm. basically this guidance counselor uh, blackmails the most popular kid in the school who happens to be the son of that aforementioned mean girl and high school quarterback uh, in the flashback sequence uh, it's all pretty weird yeah. and uh, <laughs> uh, blackmails him because he didn't take a humanities course that fucks his uh, his graduation time which up, even wasn't even his GPA. fault. Yeah. yeah, not even his fault. That would they would totally be okay with that. It's a plot. It's a plot device. You're a screenwriter, mm-hmm. Katie. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, Hopefully, better than that. Yes. Yeah, well, <laughs> yes, you are. You're great. Best screenwriter I know. Yeah. Um, and uh, blackmails him into kind of living out her fantasies. The list that she was uh, she was drawing from in the beginning. So like, he has to do a series of like very uh, inappropriate tasks. Yeah. Like, uh, she forces him to to go out on a date with the with the quarterback. So it's like, oh, you have to go on a date with a guy, and it has to be a date. It has to be a date. You have to do this. You have to go on this date, and I have to go with you. And like, you have to streak around the school, and like, uh, like you have to, to be a cheerleader. Yeah, you have to be a cheerleader, and it's like, and oh, and like the maybe the like I don't know why why did they have to be pieces of paper drawn out of the graduation cap? I don't know. She's list. a weirdo. <laughs> it's it's the list that she wrote that many years ago. Right? right. So we have to see it again because they made it so clear when she wrote on it in the beginning to right. date the quarterback. Yes. She obviously didn't get rid of that piece of paper. Right. She kept it forever. It hasn't weathered at all. So it looks mm-hmm. brand new still. Right. And so it has to go on a graduation cap because it's about high school. No, I, I, don't, don't I like the, the production design. I like it. I So thorough. I'm just saying it's creepy. So it's like, obviously he did his job. It's if this so movie creepy. is in fact making fun of itself and not being in earnest which i don't think how could it possibly be in earnest i it's it feels like to me that someone was like you know what would make you a lot of money sir if you wrote a teenage drama yeah like you're right it would make me money and somehow this man was like let's fit in every stereotype be crazy, and then let's try to make it so that we understand that labels aren't okay. But let's also use our bro laugh humor, mm-hmm. and we'll write that, and then people can laugh around the way because 
there's nothing better than the coach that's drinking and then kids streaking, a principal who gives no shits about what's going on and what's going on. The principal's very funny. The principal's very funny. It's, Um, I don't know if you guys ever, do you guys remember the Duff? Yes. Oh my God, that's the first thing. I I got 10 minutes into this and thought about the Duff. Um, But I think this is way more watchable than the Duff. The premise of the Duff is like, fuck So here's the thing about the Duff. So the Duff also has a similar, like, way that it introduces characters like via social media to the point that it's just like ridiculous like i'm i haven't been a teenager for a long time but it's so lame it i like feel secondhand embarrassment on behalf of teenagers if that makes sense (laughs) and with the duff it oh god like that one was so bad i walked out of that one and walked into uh uh kingsman that's how i actually saw kingsman well that was a happy uh, accident yeah, I was. I love the Kingsman. And, um, but yeah, that one was also obsessed about popularity and how people perceive others and, like, lists and things like that. And there does, and that was a real movie. Like, that was based on a book that somebody spent time to write that I read oh, no. that definitely wasn't a parody. So I oh, feel no, like this is serious. in the same vein as that. I do think that this is genuine. Oh, oh no! Really? Yeah. Well, oh, then this, yeah. then this they, movie sucks. <laughs> I definitely think it is. No, I'm saying that. I thought they knew what they were doing. No, and just being hilarious. No, I think these guys were like someone literally like the hope would be that they were making a parody. But I think they're like, what's going to make us money? I'm an optimist. How are we going to write this? And 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 they wrote it. And How do we appeal wrote... to the teens? Yes, to the youth. And, uh, Yes, how do we appeal to youth, but, like, do you remember what was funny in high school? And, like, these people, I think these people loved high school. I mm-hmm. think that's how you even write this, because no one in their right minds, want, like, is, a, is like, let's write about the perspective of a guidance counselor who still wants to go to back to high school, even though she hated it. Like, why would anyone do that to themselves? Why would they go back to high school if they hated it? You know what the 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 the, the scarier version of this is? This movie mm-hmm. reminded me a lot of of Ma. Mm, yeah, yeah. Did you yeah. did you watch that this year? No, but I I knew about the premise and I saw it from that a distance. This could have easily similar. ended in murder. It, yeah, oh, totally. This could be Ma mm-hmm. if um uh if the if they wanted to take that route cuz it's just like, you know, unpopular uh like tortured uh high school or takes that with them into their grown-up life and uh harbors all these secret all these like secret resentments and then like sort of takes uh takes revenge but this was less about revenge and more about still trying to live vicariously through uh these popular kids but i feel um, like ma wasn't as sexual with this as this movie this movie got very uncomfortably surprised. sexual really yes you would oh, be no. surprised Octavia uh, Spencer, uh, dude, she like she like makes a makes a one of the high school boys like uh, like strip completely naked, Aww. like completely dick out naked, like no. thirty minutes into the movie. And Ma, yeah, and and she's all uh, she's all like obsessed with one of these girls because the exact same reason is she uh, like was obsessed with the dad in high school. Although the thing about Ma uh, and the, the can I just spoil it? Like yeah, so, yeah, like, go or, for it. Okay. The thing about Ma that almost makes it forgivable, it's not. But what almost makes Ma forgivable is that she was she was publicly sexually assaulted. Oh uh, God. I don't know if I like if I can sympathize enough with uh with uh the guidance Sylvia. counselor in this book. Yeah. yeah, and so Sylvia, who's like 
glasses don't have lenses, Taylor pointed out to me. Well, that's a movie. That's a movie. I know, thing. I know. I'm just... I don't even understand, though. Like, uh, if it was turned around and this main character was a male and it was a female. Oh, yeah, this movie I, could like, not have been made at all. No. I, as soon as I turned it on, Luke's watching it and he's like, do you want to be on the podcast? And I was like, I don't think I can because this movie is crazy. <laughs> as soon as... I was like, okay, it can't get any worse. First, oh, she's going to pretend to be on a date. Oh, and also we're going to hint at this guy that uh, one, the guy that he actually goes on a date with is gay. But oh, no, 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 no. We're going to also keep that closeted and make jokes out, out of it. I was like, okay. I mean, God it, bless Trent. He, oh. I'm going to cut in really quickly. Trent is the best no, character in this whole movie. He's uh, adorable. God bless him. He's dumb as a box of rocks. He uh, just became gay from the suggestion that it was a possibility to date guys. And at the end of the movie, yeah, oh, he's into it. And then at the end of the movie, probably makes out with Peter Craig, who is like the uh, the guy that uh, Eric, our protagonist's (laughs) ex girlfriend, was kind of chatting with. But actually, that was totally innocent, and he turned out to be gay and into Trent. So that whole thing was a lot of fun. Trent is just he's, dumb, and I I enjoy him. Sweet though, mm-hmm. he, he is sweet. Everything about him, and like also he just gets rocked. His whole he yeah. breaks his leg. His and life he's gets still, fucked, and he's still like, I mean it's okay. My dad's like not gonna beat me anymore because now it's not all about winning. I'm like, oh my god, Trent. What? Yeah. What? Okay. Also, his dad didn't. They didn't say he was gonna beat. Yeah, him, it was applied. It, yeah. it was. It was there. Uh, yeah, I'd say from start to finish, Trent, like, and you guys have really pointed out, uh, he he has the most, like, truly interesting character arc. He really does. Because, <laughs> like, Trent goes from, from you know, popular popular jock to, um, you know, gay, lost all of his scholarships to be an athlete, but gets to be himself, publicly publicly out, mm-hmm. uh, still popular, well, dude. Well, publicly out. Yeah, huh, at the end, he's like... Uh, yeah, well, okay, I guess no, not, but he's he not. is. he's not. He's still with Hannah. No, he's not, because yes, he he's is. He at won. the award ceremony. He's sitting with that dude, and, he, and he's like, oh, this is yada yada. Yeah, yeah, Peter Craig. They were together. Peter Craig, they were they together. They were together, yeah, but it they was like together. in the, the in no a matter of a, Oh, that they that knew. Happening. They knew it was up. Everybody knew. Everybody. He also Everyone got his heart broken by Eric. That yes, was the did. other thing Eric, that happened in this movie. He got so manipulated and destroyed by every other character in this movie. Yes. Opt- optimistically speaking, the point of this movie for a lot of these characters is learning to be comfortable uh, in your own skin. Is what they want. Like, mm-hmm. and it's like so, when Chad in High School Musical becomes a baker. Uh, that was, Zeke is the baker. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Zeke, <laughs> yeah, 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 that's what I meant. Zeke bakes and gets to go on a date with Sharpay. Chad uh, is dating, Learns to dance um, in the second movie. Yes, he does learn to dance. Yes, um, after saying he doesn't but, dance. You're on the right track. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, his name's Eric Schultz, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. He he's giving a speech. He's like, "What are labels?" He's no, like, like, I'm this handsome guy who gets and, the girl, and he's like, yeah, he's like, "It's gonna work out for me." I streaked, and the principal's kids, it didn't bother them. It didn't bother them at all. Yeah. The the principal. I'm sorry. We're kind of all over the place. <laughs> But the the principal uh, cracked my shit up um, 
it was weird how like all it was really weird and creepy how like seemingly most of the faculty members like the principal and sylvia and stuff like so desperately wanted to be like hanging out at the high school parties Mm -hmm. and like be friends with these kids and like joke with them he's like oh man i'll get you beer and like stuff like that and yeah i don't know man very bad everyone's a minor but some of his jokes are are like I don't know. He's out like that assembly, and he's like, "Yeah, we can go. We can go to the to the lab and cook some meth and like stuff like that." And nobody laughs. And I'm just sitting here like, this. I'm just sitting here like, this is. He's like, "Fuck it," or like when uh, he's like trying to like dap it up with these kids, and he's like, "All right, yeah." It's like, uh, he's like, "Yeah, hit, give me low, hit, keep it high," and like put like his hand up, huh? You know what I mean? But don't just, get high. Yeah, but don't get high unless it's with me. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like if it was, again, if it was purposeful and it was like, oh, look at this. uh, Unless it's me. No. (laughs) Yeah, just like that. But if it was purposeful and you clearly knew that the principal was in on the joke and that I was like, oh, yeah, but no, I'm not really serious. Yeah, he was serious. That would be fine. But like this man. Let's send a van off school property with a six pack of beer. Every adult in this movie is troubling. They're like predators. The one, the, uh, so we've got the principal, we've got the guidance counselor who's literally going to take advantage of this kid in blackmail. Instantly, instantly says it. We have this moment of, oh, he he asks his parents, what are you getting? He was like, what do I do if I get blackmailed? His parents are like too busy, don't even give a shit. And then uh, you get to the uh, soccer coach who says word for word i'm going to kill you yeah we lose a game yeah and also is drinking alcohol out of a flask and it just it blew my mind everything was i'm like oh i'm going i'm gonna kill you or i'm we're gonna make jokes about uh you guys coking meth uh doing meth and then the last thing that i'm gonna ask you to do as one of your um yellow sheets of paper the thing you got to pick out of your hat is you have to streak the high school yes so let's let's uh let's take a tally so the first thing is he has to go uh on a date she forces him on to a same-sex date and uh that's inappropriate she forces him to uh try out for cheerleading in a cheer uniform which is also humiliating and uh the streaking thing is another like like asking a minor to run around the school nude is um is not good it's it's all bad it's a uh, it's very concerning i don't understand uh how anybody thought this was a good idea and again if the genders were reversed if eric was uh a girl and sylvia was a guy no way this movie could have it at multiple times oh. also i thought that sylvia was going to try to make out with eric and that was I was getting that vibe a lot. And I was getting that vibe a lot. I, I was not okay with it. And eventually, it, like, it got to a point in the movie where I thought he might return her interest. And I was like, well, I'm not comfortable with this. And then the movie shrugs it off so that she ends up with his dad, who she wanted from the beginning. I'm like, I'm not sure how I feel about the message that this movie is trying to send. Like, you oh, can yeah. blackmail your way into getting your twisted high school fantasy to be real. It's and then, psychopathic. Yes, and put on top of it, the only person that, like, gets in trouble in the end is the girl who made the list. Yeah, right. She wants to be on top of the list, and it, it's so like, weird. why is why is that the person who, in the end, has to, like, 
suffer out of all of these people who you watch the whole time do something crazy and like everyone else besides her doesn't actually seem to care about the a-list like yeah everyone's yeah. going to these awards but like people are talking about it but it doesn't seem to be ruining anyone's lives that they're not on it and eric doesn't care so i'm like okay so the one person who has done something minor is going to be the one who's everyone's going to just destroy in the end but the the people who did literal criminal acts mm-hmm. are going to be the ones that are in trouble the, are the not list in trouble is... they get go ahead Oh, the the list is a weird thing in this movie because Sylvia wants to be on it so bad. She wants to be on this high school social media list that uh, you can't see who's on it unless you're on unless you yourself are on it. And uh, she eventually gets to a point in the movie with the the cheerleading episode where she is on it and she gets this sense of like accomplishment of having made it. But again, girl, you're in your thirties, and Eric does face social backlash from slipping in the list uh there's a guy who you see there's a runner of him uh of this other kid we ne- i don't think we ever learn his name but he always gets a uh, the exact same shirt that eric is wearing oh out of his locker oh. <laughs> <laughs> to like show solidarity but like when eric goes down in popularity and they end up wearing the same shirt he takes his shirt off like, super dramatically, shirt. and, like, it's, stuffs it back in the locker. It's so dumb, but, like, that's supposed to be, like, a illustration of how far he's fallen, and, like, people think that he's out of his mind, and rightly so, because he's doing insane things. Eric's motivation for wanting to graduate, because the, the whole blackmail is, uh, like, Sylvia's blackmailing him to potentially not graduate unless he finishes the list, is he wants to go to the same college that his ex-girlfriend is going to. And his ex-girlfriend broke up with him, I believe, because he was too superficial. And she, this whole journey is him winning her back, which he does successfully, which I can't fathom. But also, <laughs> the the cheerleading portion, that that was supposed to, she she was off-put by that, wasn't she? Like, she, um, she was like, I don't know what kind of point you're trying to make or if you're making cheerleading a joke, because she is a cheerleader. And uh, I don't think that landed well initially. He does get her after making his big speech, but d- d- did the cheerleading episode go well with that? I I have to be honest. Um, when he gets the girl at the end, I forgot the character existed in the movie. Yeah, for um, sure. I, I like lost track of her. She, I feel like she was there in the first ten minutes and then the mm-hmm. last five. So maybe I'm that, wrong on that one. But like that she also, was. this movie. Uh, it's hard to keep track because the characters have they all have pretty similar personalities yeah because everybody's just like striving for the same goal like, except for the well, hippie the, played by alice except for stoner. alice and stoner the yeah. Yeah, the queen she is the queen uh, she's movie, the nicest this, character uh, in the movie and yes. this choice is made like very relevant katie because like alice and stoner was just super big in the news like recently because she they miss Elliot right yeah. brought her yeah. back for uh like that like the VMA, that's what it was. Yeah. She's dope, man. I remember. Do you remember Mike's Super Short Show? Yeah, of course. That's where I know I her from. Super Short I was show. squinting throughout this entire movie, being like, I know her, and eventually yeah. I had to IMDb it. And I'm like, yeah, Mike's Super Short Show, and that girl yeah. in that Missy Elliott video. And cheaper by the dozen. One and oh two. yeah, <laughs> falls in love with Taylor Lautner. Oh, mm-hmm. and 
I think she was she was in she was also dancing in an Eminem video. I know it around the same time that she was in the Missy Elliott one. Because mm-hmm. she was in like uh, what was it? It was I think it was in the Just Lose It video. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, this is like sixth grade for me. I remember this stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. So no part of you, no part of either of you, Taylor or Katie, thinks that this movie knows exactly what it's doing. Not at all. And, Not a little. Okay. Okay. I trust you. I trust you both. No, I don't think this person, I think literally, they're like, what, how can we make a movie that people will actually want to produce and make? Oh, what do people like to watch right now? Teenage dramas. Oh, yeah. Let's make it about that, like, we're trying to say that labels aren't, um, that, you know, we shouldn't use them, but really we have no idea because I think these people, if, I get very angry, but uh, I feel like these people actually are the people who, like, loved high school, mm-hmm. loved it. And they wanna they wanna live through it again. And I'm like, no. <laughs> it's also weird when people that are old and uh, not necessarily in the know write uh, try to write like uh, current high school shit. Remember mm-hmm. when we saw Power Rangers, Katie, the reboot? Oh my god! And it was Ta- like we should cover like, that at some point. I at some. Oh, you know what's funny? Hey, I'm an idiot. We have a we have a bad movie brunch Gmail. Um, mm-hmm. And it's a way people can get in touch with us. And I like haven't logged into it since I like created it. And we have. Like we had a couple people like actually oh, email God. us and like give recs for movies and one of them was the uh, the Power Rangers movie from uh, no way. the 90s. Yeah, I know. Thank so you apparently, whoever sent that. Yeah, I I'll I will find the name and officially put it on. I wish I remembered, but it's cool that we have listeners uh, that aren't that aren't Robert and Abby, even though we love Robert and Abby. And yeah, for listening. sure. Um, but yeah, pretty pretty cool. So the, I was thinking at some point we should do a Mighty Morphin Power Rangers the movie double feature with the reboot um something you know katie soon i'm gonna be actually out in california i'm gonna move that way in the in the near future and that that'll make this that'll really bust this show wide open you know Mm -hmm. um but yes power rangers we should cover it because that that new one was like 50 year old white dudes trying to be like talk about like texting like texting and like you know uh, you know what always feels old is when what when teenage characters are obsessed with social media and it's all about, like, that. When it's all about, like, hashtags and people on their phones and getting, like, the popularity of it all, that's when it always feel, feels disingenuous because that is a part of youth culture for sure, but it's definitely not... It all comes back to the same kind of worries, like getting into college and have troubles with your parents. Like, if you focus on the things that are timeless, you're not going to date yourself as bad. Sure. Well, so I totally agree. But then if you think about the movie Eighth Grade, eh. that's when you see someone obsessed oh, that's true. with... And, but they did it so well. But that's also because what did um, Bo Burnham know the best? YouTube. And mm. what did he make eight, Eighth Grade about? This girl who was trying to make videos on YouTube. So I was like, oh, this person who grew up, who knew that, he didn't try to write from like someone else's standpoint. He wrote from what he knew. And, oh, and even more than that, and even point. more than that, he went beyond. He went beyond that and like figured out because like here's the thing: they weren't doing live shooter drills in in schools when Bo Burnham was in high school. They weren't doing live shooter drills when we were in high school. So like he also had to do a little research of like what was contemporary. And I remember seeing that and seeing eighth graders in live shooter drills in that movie and knowing that's reality now and being like, oh shit! Usually I feel pretty young, but I am so far removed from school because I don't recognize this. Mm-hmm. And 
that's like somebody who like researched and figured out like what's like actually happening culturally and like what uh, that age group is actually doing um, as opposed to like you know whatever the A-list is I also it makes me really sad too because I also feel like um, as an actor watching it I'm like mm. this also feels like a bunch of people who actually are good actors same oh I got that wrong feeling movie mm-hmm. it was so sad to watch because the girl the main lead the guidance counselor she's trying so hard to be like this quirky a little offbeat can never balance anything falling over constantly and I it's not that I don't believe her she's the one who like feels the most theatrical and I'm like oh what a waste what a waste for her talent of like being someone who is could be that character on a movie that just like can't handle it. Yeah, I I got that feeling as well watching this movie that that she's trying her absolute damnedest, and there's actually some pretty good acting in this movie. It's just that the script is, whoo. I think you're right. Furthering the the whole point that it's like these people are so far from high school. And mm-hmm. so far from what kids actually care about, I feel like comparing this, I'm recently started watching Euphoria, and oh. I'm like, which ooh, I have lots of feelings about it, and that's a whole other con- like conversation. But I feel like kids nowadays aren't really focused on um, the kind of popularity that we were taught to focus on. Yeah, Just like for sure. they wouldn't know top eight. That mm-hmm. wouldn't be something they would think about. And this is what this feels like. I, I think kids have much more um, interest in other. If we're watching, if we're going off of books, book smart, euphoria, other teenage dramas, it's it's about drugs and rock and roll mm-hmm. and sex. And sex, lots of sex, which is, <laughs> oh my god, which this movie also is um, always hinting at, but in the end, which is the, the icing on the cake, icing mm-hmm. on the cake, not only does he get the girl, Eric, our lead, mm-hmm. he also is like, oh, do you want to go find a, a, a classroom? Yeah. And then she, to go the girl, bone in. yeah, which he doesn't <laughs> say, and then she, of course, they're already back together. Yeah. yeah, they're going to want to have sex. So she just goes, oh, I didn't think you cared about, you know, uh, public, nudity. public nudity. And that's what we get. I'm like, oh, so you're telling me they not only get back together, but they're going to go have sex At now? School? Or that she yeah. has no problem making jokes about it. Like, oh, yeah, this guy. Let us fuck. <laughs> <laughs> In the words of Jason Muse. It, so. uh... And again, it's all like the the lessons of this movie are very bad. Like you can humiliate yourself into winning back your ex girlfriend who isn't interested in you at all. That's a bad lesson. And Sylvia's bad lesson, of course, being you can blackmail your way into your weird high school fantasy. It's all it's all bad. Everything this movie is trying to communicate is very troubling, and I I just don't even know, man. I it, yeah, but I I had and- so much fun watching it. I didn't. I didn't not have fun watching it. I thought oh, it really? was. Uh, I thought like no. That's what I'm saying. Like I didn't. I didn't have a. Sorry, I did a double negative there. Um, I I didn't have a bad time watching it. Like uh, you know, it was cringy 
And yeah. but you know, we were we were having Taylor, we were laughing. We were having a good time. I not with the lessons or you know, the things happening, but like, oh, this is I think I have a I have a harder time laughing at like things that I'm like, well, I don't know if this is purposeful or not. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think so, I was giving it too much credit. But, but that, like, if I were to look at this and, I, and just be like, oh, my God, I can't believe they made this movie, I think I would laugh more about sure. what people, what literally comes out of their mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, I think lately, because I've watched so much teenage drama, that I'm like, God, no wonder kids are so confused. Mm-hmm. We give them this media, and we're like, we know everyone's obsessed with watching TV and um, movies and you know what let's help inform them be- and uh, let's write this and make this and it's like oh yeah no wonder everyone is effing confused on so many blurred lines of how people should treat each other because people make this shit yeah for sure we we don't but, as a culture like teenagers uh, we make content for them because they it's lucrative it makes money but a lot of the content that we make kind of looks down on their feelings and what they're going through and uh this is one of those pieces of content for sure that is just like hey here's this here's an offering and it's not nobody thought too hard about it but uh here it is you'll watch it because you're a teenager yes and i think if we like if i was uh not thinking about my own like back all of that in my head I think if I was a teenager now watching that movie I think I'd laugh out loud because it's like you have no idea Mm -hmm. you have no idea what is going on in our lives and you made this movie so yeah (laughs) (laughs) so you neither of you would recommend it um if I'm being honest I was watching it for the purpose of the show, and and yeah. I can't I can't imagine I can't imagine I'll I'll go back to it. That's very fair, Chap. I would only recommend it if you if I wanted all of my friends to sit down and laugh at the concept of what people think high school is. Yeah, for sure. I uh, I of course made you guys watch it because I had such a fun time watching it with my friend Schwartz, and uh, <laughs> I just couldn't believe it was real. Like, sometimes you see a film and you're like, this had to go through multiple channels. Like, to, to borrow from Patton Oswalt, caterers woke up at dawn so that people would have the fuel <laughs> oh to make this movie. Like, isn't that insane? That, like, so many people, so many hours of work went into just this awful, awful film that it somehow passed so many channels. I love cinema. <laughs> I've been Lee Taylor. I've been Katie Grotzinger. I'm Taylor Shepard. Have a good one, folks. Zeke makes creme brulee. Yeah. Um, creme brulee. It's the best part of that whole song. <laughs> not another word. Not, not another okay. not, not another. No, this no, is not no. What I want. Stick to the stuff you know. <laughs> Dude, that oh my is, God. But at the end, movie. the.